Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Hello and welcome to another episode of Idleman Unplugged. On this episode of the podcast, Pastor Shane joins Pastor Vlad Savchuk to discuss the benefits of fasting. We hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Well, welcome everyone to this fast forward challenge. I believe that the Lord is already moving in your life. He's challenging, changing and transforming you as you're humbling yourself before Him. Today I have the privilege of having Shane Eidelman. He is the founder and the lead pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in California. And he has begun this Westside Christian radio network as well as WCFradio.org in 2019. He has sermons, books, articles, and radio programs, as well as YouTube channel and things that have sparked changed in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. He has a, a very powerful testimony that's been featured on Amazon, a documentary of a 40-day water fast, a 40-day fast on water, and we're going to hear about that. And just his journey of fasting, I believe that today's interview is going to inspire you, encourage you. And so as you're getting that water and the Bible and notebook, I want you to get ready uh, to experience something new and to hear something that will challenge your walk in this journey of fasting with the Lord. So Shane, hello and welcome. It is a pleasure to meet you. Hello. It's great to be here. I know we share a passion for fasting, so I've been looking forward to this for a while. Yes, we love Jesus more than fasting, but that that is a path that helps us to know the Lord um, as well. And Shane, could you just share from the beginning how you grew up, your journey to Jesus, how you encountered the Lord before we get into fitness, fasting and all of that? Yeah, I'm actually was raised in Southern California and I'm sitting here in the studio uh, where I was I was born about a half mile away. So I didn't I didn't go too far and uh, just worked in construction, um, grew up with learning disability and dyslexia. And so mm. school was really hard, uh, barely graduate high school with a 1.8. And because of that, I turned to uh, alcohol and at a young age, very young age, actually just, just down the street as well. Took my first drink at 12 at a sleepover. And uh, that made me feel much better. And, and uh, from there, it was, it was kind of a path of addiction. Uh, and so as I'm growing older as a teenager, knowing about God, raising a Christian family, but basically just rejected him mm. and wanted to wanted to party. And um, that turned into uh, an, an addiction uh, at 17, 18, 19. Um, and then I got involved with in the, in the health and fitness industry. I started to work for 24 hour fitness. It was the fastest growing fitness company in the world mm-hmm. at that point. And so I was able to handle the addiction and turn to steroids. Uh, to, for, for bodybuilding and, and what a lot of these guys are doing today. We see all these little video clips. So I lived that life for a while, but very, very unfulfilling because it's idolatry. I think it's one of the highest forms of idolatry because it's body worship mm. and you're just, you know, you're, you're looking at every aspect. And, um, and so through a series of events, we don't have time here, but God broke me, God humbled me and began to take those things that were important to me, uh, uh, making uh, six figures in my 20s, custom home, and he just started to pull everything from me, relationship failure, financial failure, uh, just everything 
at the true prodigal son story. And so I was laying on a couch in 1999, again, not too far from here, uh, hung over. And I heard a powerful message on TV that just brought me to repentance wow. and cried out to God, began weeping. And then that the word of God came alive. It just literally, you know, every, like, I can't believe I've been reading this and it was boring and dull. Now it's incredible. And so I turn off all the secular music, put on worship. Uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit started it at, at right then. You know, I'm, I'm worshiping God and the, and these, this gift that, you know, this, this language and just worshiping. And I'm this, I'm this big body lifter, you know, in my twenties. And it's just amazing what God, he's breaking me and breaking me and breaking me. And so from that moment, that's where the books came from mm-hmm. and the articles. And the funny thing is God gets all the glory because I can't, you know, I barely graduated high school. I didn't, I don't, I could, I can't be writing at the national level. And you, you mentioned some, before we I've, went live that you already wrote 12 books. Yes. Yeah. It started back then. The first one was on helping people lose weight the right way. Uh, was and that, then did you write that, that book when you, before you even got saved about loss uh, weight loss? Actually, I was just, I got saved and I've got to do something. God gave me this burden. And so I wanted to kind of expo- expose the health and fitness industry because it's a, it's a marketing ploy, mm-hmm. you know, 30 pounds in 30 days, take this belt. It, dieting doesn't work. It has to be a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that first book came from. And then from that book, people wanted me to speak about my testimony. And then from that, I began to preach and other books were born. And I just write, you know, God put on my heart. I just write and I just write. And then we have the editors look them over. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and so well, I don't, from, I don't. From a person who was passionate about fitness and you still are, yeah. you're, you're very fit. You look like a, you're in special forces. I mean, you are in special forces, oh, yeah, in God's right. special yeah. forces. So you yeah. take your health very seriously. You have a very strong teaching on that. You have also a good example. But where did the fasting journey came in? Well, and here's the funny thing. I think it's important even about fitness is when I became a pastor and I would start to, you know, help because I think we should help people in all areas of life. Indeed. You know, I'll, I'll pray for your diabetes, but you've got to get that that diet under control because mm-hmm. that's causing it. You know, God will still heal, but are we, are we, are we causing a lot of the sickness mm-hmm. by our choices? So people would tell me, Hey, pastor, that's not important. Um, you know, it's spiritual things are what matter. So I, I was silent about it for years and God began to convict me more like we, we need to help people in finances and marriage and with taking care of this billion dollar gift I've given them because your energy levels affected. You're a better husband, a better father, a better leader, a better employee. You can get more done for God versus sitting down on the couch overweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, to me, it's about product productivity. So to answer your question, I would begin to read all the, you know, I have a passion for revival as well. I've mm-hmm. studied a lot on revivals, Welsh revivals, the new Hebrides revivals, first great awakening. I've got just, I just love it, you know, about God awakening his church, awakening his people. And I would read, you know, Wesley's journal or Whit- Whitfield or David Brainerd, you know, who ministered to the Native Americans, Hal Harris, Griffin Jones, all these guys on the, on the front lines and they're, they're fasting. I'm like, why don't we, we don't hear about that much anymore. You know, and so, um, did Didache or Didacte, you know, the early church writings, they would have people fasting before baptism, uh, you know, Justin Martyr. Yeah, for, for, yeah, it was great. So I'm like, this is interesting. Why don't we, you know, teach on this? And then I came across teachings, more teachings on fasting. And, uh, it was on, uh, you know, Jesus said, when you fast, you know, not if you fast. And it's in the same when you give, when you pray and when you fast. So I think that's why I wear the shirt, you know, fasting mode. It's, we don't want to get crazy. We don't want to get carried, but I think we need to, you know, it, from time to time, tell King stomach to come off that throne. Mm-hmm. And it's about discipline. I don't think once a year is going to cut it or let me pick out for the next six months. Now it, it, it comes, it becomes a lifestyle. So 
that I, I got energized by it. And then I started fasting myself and learning a lot about fasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I have a background in health and fitness. So I knew a lot how the body worked. Uh, and we were told you do not fast uh, 20 years ago. It will starve your body, your muscle. There's something called gluconeogenesis where your muscle can actually be converted to fuel. And it's, it's true. You look at a long distance marathon runner versus a sprinter. They look a lot different. The sprinter is very muscular. That's because he's not using a lot of his muscles, energy. And so we were worried about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hypoglycemia, blood sugar, fasting. You're going to starve yourself. You got to have something in your stomach, you know, every couple of days. And, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of lies out there. How and did so you start just, your fasting? Did you first start with one day? I know that you yeah. mentioned also you went on a seven day water fast and you experienced a big breakthrough. How did you, did you yes. work your way to longer fast? Yeah. And that's why we need to encourage people because you don't just set out on this miraculous fast unless God calls you to do something. You know, you, you use wisdom. You know, wisdom is the principal thing. So mm-hmm. you know, are you on medication? There's so many questions I would have for an individual because it, it really has to be tailored nowadays to what they're going through. But yeah, I mean, anybody can start by missing breakfast and lunch and you'll find out just how, how aggressive King Stomach is. Try giving up coffee Oh my goodness, watch out, you know. So fasting really isn't that hard. Believe it or not, what we're doing is we're withdrawing from our favorite addictions. Mm-hmm. That's why it's hard. And that's why people quit. They go back to the addiction mm-hmm. and they blame the fasting. So yeah, I would start out with a uh with even a 24-hour just just have water. Um and there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, water, the whole the whole definition of fasting, especially in the Bible, is to is to shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. If you look up in the Hebrew and it's it's so it's no nutrients. Uh, it, 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 I mean, juice, juice fasting is okay. We can talk about that later, the mm-hmm. Daniel feasting and, but biblical fasting and, and usually the model is 24 hours that the Jews would do, you know, once a week. So yeah, anybody can really start on, on missing what, what a couple happened of meals. when you did your first seven day water fast. Well, fortunately, my wife took the kids to an event up at a conference. So I had the house to myself and it was, I'm telling you, the first three days were, uh, were not fun because yeah. all, all kinds of, you know, strongholds are coming out, anger's coming out. You, you, you realize just how strong the flesh is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I, I think I had a handful of cashew nuts, uh, and I didn't, you know, I didn't go, Oh, forget it. I'm going to, I blew it. I just got back on track. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 and, uh, it, it messes with your sleeping if you're not careful. And, and so, um, yeah, that was, it was hard. Usually the first three days are hard because that's when your body is, is changing. Mm-hmm. You know, the energy, our primary energy source is glucose, carbohydrates stored in our muscle and in our liver. Once that's depleted, it's not completely depleted, but then it turns into ketone bodies as fuel. And that's why you hear all the popular uh, diets out there about keto. And so your body's shifting, your body's coming off of all the addictions. Mm-hmm. Imagine processed food. How much, how many things are in there? Chemicals, uh, food coloring, and our body wants these addictive substances. And so it takes a few days to really break through that. So you broke through the th- first three days. Uh, what happened yeah. after the seven day? Oh man, day six, just woke up and just, it's hard, it's hard to explain to people if they've never experienced it. I'm sure, you know, you have, but there's just euphoria. There's just, I mean, I cleaned the house. I went on a jog. I had tons of energy. The sermon would just came alive that I was preparing for Sunday and uh, just weeping during worship. I mean, I uncont- just weeping before God and just, it's incredible, uh, that, that, that feeling. But then later that day, I began to crash. And so that's why when it comes with fasting, you can't go off feelings. You have to really go off of the commitment and stepping yeah. out in faith and realizing sometimes the reward comes later. Mm-hmm. As you know, we've been, especially in America, we've been so conditioned with in instant gratification yeah. where the Bible talks about delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. 
So you you mentioned that. So that's your seven days. Uh, yeah. Talk to me about the the fast that you undertook, the forty day uh, fast without food, and and this is not. Because I hear sometimes people say, Hey, I did a 40 day fast, but they kind of, they eat once a day. Not, I'm not yeah. saying that that's not no, 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 a no. sacrifice. I just don't yeah. think that's a fast because you can't call it a fast biblically if you are right. eating. And so, but you went on a 40 day fast. How was that for you? And well, it took a couple of years. You know, it, well, it took a couple of years because I was, con- you know, I'm just reading, reading the word of God and Jesus is 40 days and 40 days would come up a lot. And I'm like, Lord, Oh, you, man, this is, you gotta be kidding me. And so with God, he doesn't let you go. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's that conviction there. And then also studying fasting. I know, you know, I've got plenty of stored energy mm-hmm. and that's really what fat is. Uh, people don't real fat is stored energy that needs to be burned. Mm-hmm. And so I had plenty of stored energy, uh, but there were a few times I talk about in my book on fasting where, you know, if I had to preach three times on Easter, you know, I brought some, uh, some grapefruit juice with, uh, with water, you know, mm-hmm. so not maybe a hundred calories. And so I, there was a little things like that. I just had to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, I had to get, you, so you really sensed you reading the scriptures, you seen Jesus did it. Did you feel a strong, heavy leading from God to do that? Yeah, and I think that's the only way a person should do something, a fast of, of pretty good length, unless you're dealing with a health issue, mm-hmm. you know, like a cancerous tumors or things where the body can go into autophagy and, mm-hmm. and yeah, work, and work I always, for you. I always tell people that if somebody comes in, like, I want to do a 40-day fast, I always tell them that nobody in the Bible did a 40-day fast because they wanted to. There was always right. an invitation from God. You see that with Elijah, you see that with Moses, and you see that with Christ. And interestingly, all three of them were on the Mount of Transfiguration. All three people yeah. who fasted 40 days. And so, and I really believe that when we, when we take the time to, uh, heed the leading from God, cause that's exactly what happened to me. I was determined right. to do a 21 days and then six day into it. And I didn't even finish a 21, when I was doing the, the 40 day fast, I didn't even finish a 21 day fast before on water, but I felt this mm-hmm. thing from God. It was so strong. I was so certain of it on the sixth day. It was in a, a worship service in California and I knew exactly, I almost felt this leading that my son, Jesus, before he entered into ministry, he went through a 40 day oh. fast. I was already like, you know, 34 four or something years of age at 33. And I felt this strong conviction. I was so certain of it that I would be willing to die for that word that day. And, and that is what gave me the strength to go through all the way till the end. So I'm with you a hundred percent on, on people who kind of like, Oh yeah, I just want to be cool. And I want to be super spiritual. I want to go on the 40 day fast. I don't think that that, that, that's not a good motivation. That is not a biblical motivation. And you got to be led. The Holy Spirit led Jesus into a 40 day fast. And so you mentioned that, you know, uh, you would even preach while you would fast. And did you experience anything during that 40 day fast that otherwise you never experienced before? No, actually the seven day fast, I would say spiritually speaking was more of a, and we don't look for the spiritual highs, yeah. but you know, they're nice, but the 40 day uh, seemed like a grind wow. uh, for sure. And the reward obviously comes later. Um, and what you said was key because the only way to get through even, even a seven day or 21 day fast or whatever it is, is to know that God called you to do it. Yes. I mean, that's your, without that, I don't know how people can really get through it unless you're doing it for health reasons and your health is on the line Mm -hmm. for that's a whole different, a whole different topic. But, um, and then the people, it's easy to say, yeah, I want to do 40 days with the full stomach and nothing is kicked in yet. And it, it, you know, and so you do have to take it to the Lord for a while 
and um, really just and see what he wants like, you to and do. And then you go through like six days, seven days, and after that, oh, yeah. you begin to like, oh yeah, I already got a breakthrough. I need to, cl- I need oh, to yeah. finish the, like, I almost, I felt, because during my uh, 40 days, and on the 21st, second, and third day, I actually flew to Ukraine to preach. Yeah. An international flight, and... All that food on the first class. And then but, I was on the first class. Somebody paid yeah. for my tickets. So it was my first time flying first class. I never flew first oh, class yeah. internationally. And it was like this church. I think it was Turkish Airlines. So they brought Turkish coffee. Oh my oh. goodness. Thankfully, I was reading Book of Martyrs. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this kind of yeah, like reminded me, I'm like, hey, Vlad, persevered. You're a martyr. You're dying. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and my wife is over there, you know, sitting next to me, just like, eating that food. And it, that was probably the hardest thing that I've experienced during the 40 days. And I've realized what you said, and you said this in your book as well, is that fasting success is largely a mental state. It's not a physical. When you start going more than three days, even three days, it's it's very little about your physical strength. It's about your, it, it almost like it exposes our mental weakness. Yes, yes. And well, and your mind will start tricking you. I've, I mean, I've, I've actually, this will be an encouragement to people. I have failed more fast than I've, I've succeeded at Come on, because you know, you're, I'm, I'm a couple of days in. I'll tell my wife, you know what? I think I'm good. I, I don't know if that was really God, you know, I'm, I'm that, a lot, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, Hey, we've got it. We've got a, uh, there's a, there's a baby shower coming up or my kid's got a birthday. You know what? I think, yeah, I don't want to be a, that dad who doesn't have anything and your mind can really just, but on the flip side, we have to be careful because it can turn into a um, not a disorder for it necessarily, but a um, um, fanatic fanaticism. Like I got to fast all the time without a break. Yeah. Dude, God doesn't love me more when I fast, but I yeah. sure love him more. That's right. That's you know, so and good. So, yeah. It, it, and, and, he, and I don't think a person would have to fast as much if they had a fasted lifestyle. Yes. Or, you know, maybe maybe a day a week and maybe. Or do we have to overeat every night? I mean, there, if we look at our diet and gluttony, I think we, we should in, incorporate fasting a lot or more. Practicing into, at least intermittent fasting, you know, not eating breakfast yeah. or something. You know, and that's what I started to, when I started to kind of go into fasting more. Um, and when I was a teenager, I practiced it once a week. And then I started to do it just three days a month. And then, um, and really cutting back breakfast it's for both for health reasons and for me for spiritual reasons that time belongs to the lord yeah. and then to to feel that hunger you know it reminds me of the hunger that people feel around the world not by choice but because right. it's imposed on them i almost like i feel that connection to the poor and to the to people who are hungry and also of course it restores our hunger for god but i love what you highlighted god doesn't love us more we feel greater sensitivity to him i like to say like right. this is the fasting it doesn't improve my worth to god but it improves my spiritual weight in God. You know, I lose yes. physical weight, but I gain that spiritual weight. Now, you, you mentioned, and I love this, the fact that you highlight that even in your book and in your teachings about the Daniel's fast, that it's really a Daniel Daniel's healthy eating plan Program, versus yeah. the fast. Could you speak into that a little bit? Yeah, and I don't even think the Bible says Daniel fasted. No, it doesn't. You know, I think it's a name, a name. We and I, I have to be careful because every time I talk about this topic, you know, people email me and and I had great benefits from the Daniel, and I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I mean, if you if more people could do that, and it it's not easy because there's something called ghrelin. I don't know if you know what ghrelin is. It's a hunger hormone. So water fasting is actually. Uh, easier after three days because hunger stops. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to limit calories and only eat one meal a day, that ghrelin 
is going to stay. You're going to be hungry all the time. That's why it's actually, it can be more challenging. Yeah, uh, I don't know that. how so, people do 21 days on the on the Daniel's. I, I wouldn't call it Daniel's fast. I do believe that some people genuinely abstain um, or limit themselves partially. Uh, and some people, because they cannot fast completely due to some health uh, things, we do not want to belittle that. We, I think the Lord sees yeah. the sacrifice that goes into it. He honors that. But I do agree with you that the benefit of biblical fasting, where you abstain from food, is that after some time, you do see the hunger go away and it just remains in your mind and more remo- remains in your memory and you kind of smell food, see food, so you're, you're, you're triggered by that. But in reality, your stomach goes to sleep, your body eats off yeah. of the fat. And um, it, you mentioned also that fasting is really good for leaders. How is fasting beneficial to those who are in leadership positions? Yeah, let, well, let me, this might help some people on the Daniel fast too, because I like what you said. Somebody on a Daniel fast for 30 days can get better results spiritually than someone on a water fast for 30 days if the person's on the water fast, if their heart isn't that great. That's right. If they're, if they're prideful and look at what I'm doing. So it's, it's, there's huge benefits and it's very healthy for your body. Uh, you're basically saying no to all the addictions. And so it has a place. I, I would take it to the Lord, like you said, and people on medication, you know, uh, serotonin imp- uptake inhibitors where they're, you know, for their brain chemistry or a uh, blood pressure, uh, metformin or uh, statin drugs or things, you know, you, you've got to be careful because the body, there's a whole new f- uh, physiologically uh, re- response to fasting that the, the medication could could obstruct or they could counter each other. For example, if you're taking low blood pressure medication, fasting really lowers your blood pressure. And so you're going to, you could be down to dangerously low levels. So always good to talk to your physician, Indeed. make sure they know what you're doing. And yeah, um, don't just watch uh, a video of somebody doing a 40 no. day fast yeah. and just say, okay, this is what I need to do. Cause we're not medical professionals. You need to go to your doctor and, and not everyone should be doing this. Um, right. we, we encourage people to, you know, prayerfully consider, consider their health, consider, um, you know, what they, uh, can fast. And then we're going to actually in a moment talk about certain practical things concerning what's happening with people's health when they're fasting. When is it time to end the fast? What about the medications? What about the juice, coffee and everything? But could could you uh, let me know about what leaders? Yeah, about the leaders in fasting. Yeah, well the, well, the Bible talks about even, you know, the qualifications of an elder. If you look at those, one of those is temperance mm-hmm. um, and self-control is a fruit of the spirit. So I believe leaders, and that's why Wesley, uh, John Wesley wouldn't ordain anyone unless they fasted on Wednesday and Friday. Wow. And some people say, oh, that's legalistic and rich. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if that we could do that now, but his point was, if you can't discipline the body and put it under self-control, we can't ordain you because you're, 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 um, you're, you're unqualified in that area of restraining the lusts, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't restrain bodily appetites for food, there's a pretty good chance you're hooked to porn or you're hooked to something else because it's all, it's all connected. You you can't say, yeah, I'm so strong in this area. And then weak in this. I mean, the, 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 the body, soul, and spirit, they're connected. And so if I'm, if I'm as far as to say that by helping to subdue the cravings like food, it helps us to prepare to overcome other cravings. Well, absolutely. Fasting, I believe, is the greatest way to overcome the lust of the flesh. Uh, back a hundred years ago, they would recommend water fasting for alcoholics. And I've got books on that. And the, 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 the uh, research is amazing or pornography. I mean, you're not going to, if you're usually, uh, 
they call it the animalistic nature and that you're, if you're feeding, especially on meat and gluttonous food and sweets and it, it, it's just, it's, you're, it, there's a propensity to also, uh, excite that, that sexual type of lust beyond the boundaries. So fasting definitely keeps, keeps everything, uh, dialed in because you're starving the appetite of the flesh. See, that's, that's what people forget. It, 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 that's what fasting does. It says no to these fleshly appetites and it's going to give you strength to say no in other areas. Mm-hmm. So leaders in the church, I think, um, you need to be careful. And I know for me as somebody, you know, I'm different than you because you're, you're, it looks like you're the way you're designed, your, your, your metabolic rate and things that can stay pretty slender where I'm inclined to gain a lot of weight, you know, because just, you know, uh, the way I am. And so as a pastor, I kind of felt bad when I hit 240, you know, everything's tight. I'm, I'm feel, it's like, it's a reflection of me and my lack of ability to keep that in uh, restrained that, 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 uh, that, um, you know, that lust for food. Now I'm not saying that because I know overweight people who have thyroid issues yeah. and they're, and they've, they've done so much dieting and, and, and the yo-yo that actually has really affected their metabolic rate and the body has learned to, to cons- conserve a lot of the energy. And so, but for many of us, especially in leadership as pastors, deacons, elders on the worship team of all places, you, you, you should be able to uh, have t- some type of fasted lifestyle to where you're able to say no. And because think about it, if we don't say no, the, 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 at least my flesh is telling me to get up and go to Starbucks at four 30 in the morning, get a vente coffee and a cake pop. And then after that, go to in and out burger. And then after that, lay down and don't do anything all, all day. And if you're listening to the, go get some chocolate and some coat. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to the flesh, it's pulling you uh, in all these unhealthy directions all day long. Yeah. So it's, it's important to take control of that and just, and, and say no. It's, it's interesting what you just highlighted that, we don't hear a lot about that in, especially in the Western countries. We condemn the alcoholism, condemn drugs, which are very bad for the body. But we do see a lot of people in the leadership position who do not have thyroid problems, but who have gluttony problems, who have serious discipline issues. And the fruit of the spirit is self-control. And if we don't have that with what we eat, and sometimes people complain and they say, well, this just runs in my family. Well, it, you can't blame your family for why you're drinking Coke and eating burgers every day. That's not a family thing. That's decisions already. Uh, yeah, there's right. some things we all have that we have to deal with the things of our past, but we have to take responsibility for that. And we see this a lot of times on the stage of people um, in, in Christian circles who are overweight and then very soon we find ourselves battling with diseases we should have not even faced those diseases and we didn't need to get that medication we didn't need to even ask god for healing if we would have just taken care of our temple and then that spills into other areas of our life where we begin to compromise this doesn't mean that every overweight person doesn't have uh, holiness or righteousness we're not saying that what we're saying is that we do need to return to discipline we need to return to crucifying our flesh instead of satisfying our flesh and that we need to live a fasted life um, the lord calls us to that uh, now if we go a little bit more into the actual uh, fasting and you already alluded to this so what is ketosis well we are incredibly made by a creator right so god has backup plans for everything uh, ketosis is when the body recognizes, I'm going to give you the quick version. When the body recognizes, uh, we don't have any more stored glyco, gl- carbohydrates, glycogen, glucose. I can store about 2,400 calories, let's say of glucose. Okay. Uh, what's well, converted becomes glycogen or vice versa. But once that is depleted, you know, let's say I went and fasted all day and I went and on a 10 mile walk 
and I just depleted all my carbohydrates. Well, instead of dying, we switch. Our body switches. It's how it conserves energy. So now it's no longer going to conserve carbohydrates. It's going to conserve what they call ketone. Ketosis is, is ketone bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fat, now my fat cells are being broken down and they're being converted to fuel. And that's where like the term gluconeogenesis comes from, com- converting glycogen out of nothing. And we have to be careful too, because some muscle, some muscle is converted as well. The body isn't sure how much, how long you're going to fast. So once it recognizes that you're going to fast for a while, something called protein sparing mode kicks in and it saves your muscle. So God is so incredible in designing us. It saves the muscle. It saves the organs, the heart, the liver. Nothing valuable is being con- con- converted into fuel except fat. Wow. And then also in 2016, I believe it was uh, a doctor won the Nobel Prize for autophagy. Mm-hmm. The word autophagy, it means autophagy, self-consuming. And so the body kicks into autophagy where now it's going towards cancerous tumors or tissue that's no longer during fasting. good during fasting. Absolutely. Uh, Walter Longo here at USC, head of longevity, has incredible uh, videos on fasting and, uh, and what it does during quite a few documentaries also of, yeah. from doctors who treat certain cancers and certain diseases. And these are not Christian doctors, well, at least not in the documentary that I could yeah. pick up, but they just take people through water fasting. Of course, they are very explicit. They tell people not to do it at home. You know, you need to be supervised, but still the idea that the fasting goes in and starts attacking these cells in our body. That's just incredible. Yeah. And w- not only that, if, if people aren't aware of this, but when you eat food, it takes 50% of your body's energy to digest and assimilate that food. 50% of our energy goes to digesting and assimilating and processing food. So if you stop that, now your body has all this energy to go and it actually retraces. It retraces old um, injuries and eyesight improves. How did that happen? Blood, the arteries are the, 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 the sclerosis or the hardening of the arteries will begin to uh, diminish and the heart operates 25,000, uh, or I'm sorry, 25% less heartbeats because the heart is slowing down. And so you have all the, I mean, I can talk about brain derived neurotropic factor in the brain mm-hmm. that how that has increased. And that's goes, that would, uh, that's why those with Alzheimer's or, uh, dementia or multiple sclerosis, those are neuron, those are neurotransmitters. And these, these, these areas in the brain are becoming clouded. And so when autophagy kicks in and fasting, it begins to heal and repair those areas as well in the brain. So you can think of tons of areas from the liver to the lungs, to the heart, to the mind. What, you know, what about and, diabetes and uh, blood pressure? Well, diabetes, we have to be careful because type one diabetes means that you have to have insulin. Mm-hmm. Your body doesn't produce insulin. So you have to get those little insulin needles and usually in your, in your stomach, they'll, they'll take that. But then type two diabetes is actually diabetes that comes on later on in life because of our diet and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So one of the top diseases in America is diet and lifestyle created. Can you believe that? Oh. 
So you go to a physician, they say, yeah, you got diabetes. You know, we're just going to have to manage it. Here's metformin or here's, here's this drug. And, and all they do is manage it. Very few physicians will say, okay, here's what's causing it. You need to get off. And what diabetes is in a nutshell, it's called insulin resistance, mm -hmm. right? So I'm eating so much sugar. My body's producing insulin, producing insulin, producing, and it just becomes resistant to insulin. The cells become resistant to it. So now I have to inject more insulin into my body, hoping it, uh, you know, it will take that insulin, then blood sugar levels. And when sugar, there's a lot of sugar in the blood, lots of things that are not good can happen. So it's a, it's a diet related mm -hmm. lifestyle choices, disease that very few people want to change. And it, you, I've seen it reverse so many times, especially when I was in the health and fitness industry. It uh, takes a little, you know, it takes a couple months of, remember, food is either giving life or causing disease. Mm -hmm. There's God-given God food. God-given food, whole God-given food mm -hmm. is bringing life to the body, the phytochemicals, the enzymes, the vitamins, or Captain Crunch in a box is bringing disease. It's, it's not life giving. It's man created, man manipulated. As a matter of fact, all the nutritional value is removed often. Wow. And it's just a byproduct of sugar, oil, uh, carbohydrates that have been enriched. And then that's why the body, that's why we're seeing so many, so many, look at the pictures from the 1950s in New York versus now. Mm -hmm. No one was overweight. Very few. Yeah. Because we moved a lot. What about more. people who are on medications? What kind of people should abstain from fasting? Well, it depends what the medication is because there are fasting clinics um, uh, up, up above me here is Santa Rosa, mm -hmm. you know, the True North Clinic where they do it or in uh, there's other fasting clinics and they will actually get you off of the medication before you start your fast. Oh, really? So it depends on the medication because if you're taking high blood pressure medication, you know, you can wean off of it. And uh, under the doctor's supervision, of course, and then now you can fast even better or um, uh, Coumadin, you know, which is a blood thinner. It's getting your blood really thin. The idea is so the heart uh, can process the blood even better and you have to wean off of that. Uh, if it's, if it's, um, you know, something, it depends what the medication you is because if you're taking, if, wouldn't you encourage if somebody is on medication to just go talk to their doctor first before they go and attend to do some kind of an extended water fast? Yeah. And then, yeah. And let me just, before I forget this thought, like stat, a lot of people right now are on statin drugs. Okay. Statin drugs tell your liver to stop producing cholesterol hmm. and it, 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 what it does with the carbohydrates. And so now if you're fasting, you've got this things going on in the liver and you can see how it's kind of, they're going to be kind of fighting against each other. So what I would do is, and what I tell people, tell your doctor what you want to do. Don't ask them. Because they'll say, oh, fasting's not good for you. Fasting, I don't know about that. Don't, you know, I don't think people can go more than three days without food. I, I think that's too extreme. Uh, you need to say, no, my lifestyle is extreme. Taking all this medication is extreme. Wow. Dying, you know, 20 years before I should and having no energy for my kids, that's extreme. I want to go on a fast and I need your help. And so, um, and there are physicians out there. Um, I, again, I don't want to recommend any, any place because some of these are secular, mm -hmm. but I know of them that will do Zoom with you you know, 600 bucks a week, but they'll monitor your vitals every other day, every day. They'll contact you twice a day. They'll have your blood work done and fasting. You're, you're not going to feel well for sure. Um, so you have to push through that. However, if you're getting heart, you know, palpitations, uh, flustering and you just black, then, you know, you'll you, usually it has to do with electrolyte levels, potassium, sodium. And so you can take some electrolytes there. But, um, so I tell people talk with your doctor, let them know what you're doing. I mean, if they're on a couple different medications, it takes a while to wean off of those medications. Mm -hmm. 
And you have to be careful if you're weaning off the medications, what are going to be the side effects? In other words, what is the medication doing? What do you have to be prepared for? Mm -hmm. um, but there are there's a lot of great information out there that can help people. You know, definitely we, mother, or like mothers, you, nursing, uh, nur oh, for sure, nursing yeah. kids, you know, little kids, yeah. you know, we definitely don't want them to be fasting. So you, you need to kind of yeah. go out of that season and uh, step into the new one. What about people who are underweight? You know, people who are very skinny, they're like, yeah, I can't fast. I'm going to die. You know, like, what yeah. do you say about that? Wait, like you and Isaiah, you know, you got to be no, careful, no, no, right? I, more Isaiah, not me. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, I have um, enough of uh, fuel stored. Isaiah doesn't yeah. have a lot of fuel. <laughs> Well, here's, here's the thing many people don't know. You'd have to, and you, you were right, nursing moms for sure, uh, kids, um, kids who are, um, you know, I don't know, still growing and needing some of those nutrients and things. Mm -hmm. However, there's a lot of research, I, I have books on it, where when kids would get sick with the flu or cold, guess what they would do? They would just, they would give them water for a couple of days mm -hmm. and it would just nail it. You know, so there's there's some holistic approaches there. What do we do now? We give them juice and ice cream when they're sick. Terrible, terrible, bad idea. Uh, but, you know, though it depends. How are they? Are they so skinny because they're malnourished mm. and they're sick? Then that would be, you know, they're having some liver problems or dialysis. And so that would be a whole different thing. But if somebody's just, you know, they're kind of slender or they're or they're they're pretty thin, actually a fasting and they're having a hard time putting on weight. Uh, Herbert Shelton wrote about this in his book on fasting is if they can get them on a, you know, 10 day or 15 day or 20 day fast. And yeah, they'll lose 15, 20 pounds and they've, they've got it still, you know, there's visceral fat, there's other fat that we don't exactly see when they come back, they begin to gain that weight back and even more because the body has been reset. Mm. It's been healed. It's been healed. It's been cleansed of whatever is causing that. So um, it depends how much, you know, how, how, how much do they weigh is, are they just, you know, you can see their rib cages and it's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you don't want to go there, Yeah, but it depends on the definition of, you know, am I, because a guy came and said, am I too skinny to fast? And I said, well, if you can, you can grab a little, you know, you can grab some fat here and you've got, you know, if you've got some, you, you, you've got room to do that, you know, you'll probably burn about a half pound a day yeah. uh, after the initial weight is lost. Uh, so if somebody does a water fast, can they drink juice, coffee, tea, and soft drinks? What What is your opinion on that? Well, soft drinks f for sure, no. Yeah. Uh, and you said you said a water fast, so I mean that kind of that kind of sums it up. I know nowadays when people say water fast, it, it includes yeah. a lot of things. I heard one person say, if it goes through the straw, it's under the law. <laughs> so, oh, that's funny. That like, but you funny. can you can, you can grind a burger. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and that's why when I tell people I didn't do a 40 day only water fast, I think you actually did. Um, yeah. you know, I, if I had to have a little bit to get through, you know, three hours of preaching, three hours, three services, it was, mm -hmm. and, and, and so there's a few times where I had to, but, um, it, you, I'm just going to tell everybody the information, then they can do with it what they think is mm -hmm. best. So if you're doing it for spiritual reasons or you're doing it for physical reasons, you want to stay in, in, uh, in autophagy and ketosis as long as possible. So no, you, you can't drink juice. That's, I mean, that's glucose. I actually, I'm sorry, that's fructose, mm -hmm. which is, a, that's why I don't really agree with the juice diets. I would say eat a grapefruit. Don't juice, you know, six of them or orange because you're getting so much sugar in mm -hmm. the body. Wasn't designed to eat, you know, a pound of grapes and, and a pound of carrots and, and 14 apples. Mm -hmm. All that sugar is just, mm -hmm. it's not really good. If you're, if you're going to do anything, juice some green veggies, you know, maybe with a half apple and just really light on, on the sugar. But no, juicing is calories. Um, Coke is calories. Even Diet Coke, the aspartame, the sweetener is not good for you. 
Um, and then is, if it's tea, I would, I would choose organic herbal tea mm-hmm. with nothing in it. There's no, there's no calories, mm-hmm. but the reason like fasting experts, right? You know, these, these gurus will say nothing at all because even the herbal tea has, or decaf coffee has no calories, but what about all the potassium and the, and the different nutrients that are, that are, that are kind of coming into play there. So it depends how extreme a person wants to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I just like to do water and just, and it's easier that way, isn't it? Cause you know, if you start, well, can I have a little bit of herbal tea? Well, if I can I have some decaf, what about if I put a little bit of, of creamer in my decaf and then you start all these little compromises mm-hmm. are going on. Versus, hey, I've got to. It takes so much time to now begin to find them, begin to figure out is this good for you, and then you always want to push the envelope, get a little bit more. And what about? um, And I know you probably have experienced this uh, about sleeping. A lot of times when I would do a water fast. Um, or would do a fast without food, um, you know, I would sometimes somewhere in the middle of a 21 day, mm-hmm. I would start experiencing this insomnia for like a day or, or two. And is that normal? Yeah, it's normal. And I, I even tell people, you know, if they're going to fast, maybe plan on taking a, a, some vacation time off of work, mm. you know, get toward the, because the environment, the atmosphere, I can't believe you travel to Ukraine. I mean, I, I, that, that would be impossible for me. You know, I need somewhere quiet and because i've got five kids at home yes so i didn't have i don't have kids yet so uh and you do now congratulations i'm so excited for you you. guys i don't know if that that fits but um so what was the question on uh, the sleeping part oh yeah so yeah that's really normal i and people i've seen i've known many people who quit fasting because I, i i need to get more sleep actually your body is knows what it's doing the reason we need a lot of sleep sometimes is we need more recovery. That's mm-hmm. what sleep does. I don't know if people know that, but you're not building muscle in the gym. You're breaking it down. And then when you sleep, it rebuilds and it recovers. Same thing with uh, we're, we're in a fast while we sleep until we have break fast, the breakfast. Mm-hmm. So sleep, REM, especially deep REM sleep is where all the healing takes place. Neuro, neurotransmitters, regeneration in the mind. Sleep is so incredible. But if you're only getting four hours or five hours, your body's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm ready. It's good. Um, so I wouldn't too worry too much about that. Um, I know some people take like, um, uh, valerian root, you know, that that's kind of good to help them sleep. But the reason they don't sleep too, especially I remember on my first seven day fast, the first couple of nights, I was like looking at the ceiling till midnight. It's because though all the, a lot of the hormones are increasing, mm. adrenaline's increasing, growth hormones increasing, the body's just work. It's, it, and so you're not going to be mm-hmm. that tired. But then there's other times where by 7 PM, I can just, I can just go to sleep and I sleep like a baby for nine hours. Mm-hmm. So the body knows, but then the next night I'm up at one thirty. You know, maybe get four and a half hours of sleep. You so also, you have to plan on that. Be prepared for that. You also alluded to this earlier that sometimes during fasting, we experience very interesting emotions. Yes. Our emotions yeah. are all over the place. I remember first time that it happened to me, I actually almost broke the fast because I was mm-hmm. moody, cranky. I was yep. easily irritated. And I, I was thinking, man, I'm ruining my fast by, yep. you know, having all of these emotions. You know, I should be like a dove, gentle, nice and kind. And, mm-hmm. and I'm all like almost snappy. And, um, I find it interesting in the Old Testament, it says that fasting, when it speaks of fasting on a day of atonement, it says it's a day to afflict your soul. I never thought about that. I was always thinking, you know, fasting is to afflict your body. But in in reality, there is something that's happening with your soul. Can you speak a little bit about into that emotional experience of fasting? Yeah. And I want to encourage people, if you're feeling, if you're not feeling that great and emotionally, you're not feeling that great, be encouraged because you're actually healing. Hmm. You're, you're, you're getting 
it's a healing crisis is taking place. Mm. So you might even be healed emotionally. I've known people have been healed and set free of, of bitterness and anger and unforgiveness in these, as these emotions are coming out. So of course, I'm not an expert in this and the Bible isn't crystal clear, but my thought is the flesh gets angry, right? You know, when it can't have what it wants. And so, man, I can't have food. I can't eat dinner tonight. And you're, you're restraining the flesh. You're resisting it. Well, it's, it's not just, it's not happy about that. And so it, you know, some things come out. I remember I was mad. I couldn't eat. I mean, I was legitimately mad. I could not eat. I don't know if you've ever been there either. And, and, um, and also with the, the interesting thing about the mind, uh, a lot of people don't know that they're finding that a lot of our emotions, you know, serotonin, um, and uh, these these feel good emotions, different things are are directly affected by our gut bacteria, our microbiome, mm. and things. And so, when when our body's changing and shifting, also the hormones are going to be sh- because that's what emotions are: serotonin, right? Um, these these hormones that are released by the body to feel good. And so, when when the whole body is being there's an upheaval and healing's taking place. Mm-hmm. Then these emotions are just going to come out. It's a byproduct of the body resetting and healing. I wish I could. I'm telling you, fasting. I mean, there's some incredible days. I will not. I, I you know, those days, those mornings, I get up and I just put on worship. I begin crying. Oh, yeah. I'm on. I end up on the floor and I'm just weeping, crying out to God and and like hour and a half, two hours go by. And then there's other mornings I don't even want to open the Bible. I'm like, I'm just so ticked off this morning. Golly, I'm in a bad mood, and mm-hmm. uh, man, and, and so, and you do, your first thought is, I'm just going to eat something. This is ridiculous. Yeah, this is not helping so anybody. I, you know, no, why, this is not helping anybody. Practicing? Yeah, yeah, but it, but it, if it, you can press through those things and see, isn't that faith? Yeah. I begin to realize that that if I always felt great, it mm-hmm. would be easy. Yeah. But my faith is challenged. My commitment to to fast. Jensen Franklin calls it the power of the made up mind, mm-hmm. and. W- w- but Lord, I'm stepping out in faith. I, I don't feel good. And actually that's, that takes more faith to me because yeah. in spite of how I feel, I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just want to seek you. God, would you, would you pour into me again? Yeah. And you begin to press in even when you don't feel like it's powerful. Yeah. And I think fasting allows that it, it opens the door for these crazy experiences with God, yeah. but it also, God doesn't want you to live off of them only. He wants you to live by faith because then you crash as well. But yes. we do want to highlight something. And you mentioned this as well in your book is there's a difference between normal feelings when you're fasting and abnormal. Could you speak yeah. a little bit about into that? Because if there are some abnormal where people actually will need to stop the fasting. Yeah. Now, are you talking about mentally now or physically how the body physically, feels? Physically. Or both. Physically. Both. Okay. Because, you know, well, the, I, the normal ones when you're tired, grumpy, lightheaded, dizzy, but yeah. if people, but there, there are times where people during fasting can experience actually things that, you know, they, they might need to stop fasting. It's completely, I mean, we have to yes. all, both have to follow common sense and the Lord as well in this because the enemy can trick us all the time. Every time I quit fasting, I was convinced that, you know, (laughs) this was that time, but in reality, I just found a loophole. And so could you speak a little bit about uh, into a situation where somebody might need to stop fasting? Yeah. I'm glad you're opening up about this. Now I feel better. I'm not the only one that, you know, because you can set out with good intentions, but a good idea isn't always a God idea. Yeah. And that's why people sometimes don't succeed. Well, when it comes to filling, you know, and that's why they have fasting clinics okay. where people go and the doctor can monitor. Um, Cause I had a one, one girl call me. She knew my wife last year. She was on day 18 of water only and she just couldn't stop vomiting. Oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, you can't go see your doctor. And I'd say I would, I would begin to take in 
uh, a little bit of, of juice, take some electrolytes and get in it. And with, within a couple hours, she was fine mm-hmm. because you, the body is just, um, we are so toxic too, that maybe somebody should start out with a Daniel mm. fast and then with just juice only and then work into a water, you know, because you're, if you just flood the body with all these toxins that are toxins are actually stored in the fat tissue. I don't know if you knew that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and people, that's why people are the big thing right now. Have you seen dry fasting? You know, it's a big thing where you go three, four days without water, even and water. The reason is your, your fat, uh, your fat cells explode even quicker because it needs the water. And so not only does it need the fuel from your fat, it needs the water from your fat. Mm. So the results are even quicker in regard to physical healing and things like that. I just don't recommend it though. But to answer your question, that's a hard one because a lot of people give up right right when they're on the brink of feeling better in a couple hours. But I think I do agree yeah. what you said when people are throwing up nonstop. Yeah. You know, I know that it, yeah. for my wife, she cannot fast for very long. Um, and it's one of the signs is that she starts throwing up. And so yeah. even though, but there are times the Lord leads her, she will go for seven days, no problem. And other times she would attempt to do even a three day and then the second day she just nonstop starts throwing oh. up. So, you know, in, in that case, I don't, of course, encourage her to just persevere. I just, yeah. you know, encourage her to say, Hey, you know, she's a little bit smaller. Um, so I just tell her to stop. So I think it's important to use wisdom and, yeah. um, and to practice, uh, this, this, you know, discretion. But you're right. A lot of times we have so much toxins in our body that, you know, all of this stuff is coming out and we just need to allow it to come out. Now, when it comes to somebody, let's say coming to an end, <laughs> you know, something when you were, when you were saying this, I was remembering and refeeding. Well, let me, can I throw in a couple other things on what to look for? Go ahead. Um, but yeah, in the vomiting, sometimes it's normal. Like if my bile and my body's getting rid of, cause what you'll see when you're fasting is you'll have a lot more mucus, mm-hmm. a lot more skin breakouts and the bile in your, in your, in your gut and things needs to be eliminated. So that can be a good thing. But if you're feeling, man, you're feeling sick, you know, run down and I can't stop throwing up, you know, those are some red flags or heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. I always look for, you know, people might have some heart palpitations, you know, here and there because, uh, the heartbeat is regulated by what electrolytes. Mm-hmm. So when you start going low on potassium, sodium, you encourage you're going to add electrolytes to the water or drink would, water yeah. with electro- uh, electrolytes. Yeah. I, I fasting the top fasting experts, you know, the guys that are water only it's would say no, but because I think we're so depleted and um, there's, 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 you know, electrolyte powder with no sugar. I wouldn't have any sugar. And mm-hmm. it just, and it, it's actually, if you get the, the, the one that drops into the water, it tastes like salt, salt. What about fasting salt? You uh, do you know what, it, it, well, it depends what, what, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of sodium, you know, mm-hmm. the table salt versus what they sell in the restaurant versus mm-hmm. Himalayan salt versus, I think it, it depends what Himalayan salt that I saw. Cause I heard that a lot of, so what I would experience in my fasting is that a lot of times I would experience pain in pain in my joints. Yeah. And, um, and when I would research, they would, you know, I would see that, um, that helped. So when I would add a little bit of that uh, Himalayan salt or just the fasting, it's it's even called fasting salt, um, to my water, especially when I would go to sleep, it it helps to, well, actually it didn't help all the time. It just helped, helped once in a while. Yeah. Well, I think people should use wisdom. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. So yeah, I think taking an electrolyte, I mean, I wouldn't take in a lot every day, mm-hmm. you know, just enough when you're starting to not feel too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can really help out, you know, some people. And they, what about bone broth? What about this? It all depends on yeah. what a person's goal is, what God is leading them. But I think those are the biggies, you know, heart palpitations, 
uh, dizzy, passing out, vomiting. You know, those are some good indications that it's time. And to- I think even when somebody starts to fast, I like what you highlighted that don't go into a fast stuffing yourself. And I used to no, be like no, that when no, I, yeah. when I was younger, when I was like a teenager, yeah. I would wait till I would go to the local, um, fast food till 1159. As long as that oh, 1159, yeah. the burger was yeah. in my mouth, it counted. Yeah. That's it. I'll, and that's it. And then I would chew on the way back home and then do a seven day water fast. Now that was stupid yeah. and foolish. And I don't know what I was thinking, but, um, you know, and that actually makes you fast worse. And I think God looks at that a lot of times and he, he sees pure gluttony, you know, cause that's sure, all yeah, it was. Absolutely. And then I would end the fast in a similar way. One time I remember I ate, um, Six, uh, uh, these, uh, sweet things, uh, wow. forgot the name of it. And I spent about 40 minutes on, oh. in the toilet. I mean, yeah. I was hurting so bad. I repented, cried out, and I really felt like God was saying, Hey, I'm not just looking at your fast. I'm looking at how you're entering it and how you're yeah. exiting it. How, True. what is the best way to exit a prolonged fast? Well, they call it refeeding. And you can have refeeding syndrome. You can actually get sick. You know, people have ended up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I know uh, even, people even, who end up in the hospital. Yeah, even possibly died if you just, because the body, it, and again, it depends how long. Let's say you go, even if you go three, four, three or four days with water only, I would introduce food at a slow rate for a day, mm-hmm. you know, juice and things. And if you go seven days, you definitely want to take maybe a couple days. So it depends on how long the fast is. But if it's a 21 days, how, how long well, if would it's you a 21 day, uh, Probably, I mean, they recommend, you know, for every, um, you know, every five days, take one, Okay. you know, one to refeed. So if you're at, uh, what would that be? Almost four. That'd be four. That'd be about five refeeding days. And it's hard because you're going to ignite that hunger again. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, you have to be vigilant, like every two hours, maybe a half of an orange, some orange juice. So you have to have a plan in place. And it's because you're going to start takes more self-control to exit the fast properly and to actually fast. Absolutely. But you made a good point. God wants us to use wisdom and steward this gift of health. And uh, the Bible doesn't say how to refeed. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't know. But that, that's the best thing to do is you start out slowly. No, you know, I wouldn't do animal products or dairy or fast food or any, I just think of God given food, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some steamed veggie. So if after 21 days, what I would do is I'd start having some juice. I'd start having some grapefruit or orange juice mixed with a little water. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that going, maybe, maybe some grape juice a little bit later and, and then maybe the next day, some more juice, maybe a little couple pieces of an orange, mm-hmm. you know, some bone broth. And then you keep, you know, you just keep kind of, until you, you can, you, I mean, you can tell usually when I end a fast, I can tell, okay, I need to, that's, that's good. And then if I, if I break that barrier, then I start to, or get a stomach ache you will look at food and actually, you know, if you eat this, yeah, it will be done. bad. Yeah. Your, your flesh yeah. Cr- cries out for it, but your spirit says, don't, don't do this. Take it slow. It's always better to do it slowly than to do it faster. Now in, um, in your book, you also have a six point priority plan. I want to speak about a little bit about, so after fasting, because our health is not just about, I mean, health fasting can really help a lot with health, but if we don't actually develop a plan on how we live with eating, um, it's really bad. You mentioned in your, uh, in your book, six point priority plan. Could you go through them? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look at all six points today, so I don't recall exactly, but they're usually the ones I always tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you remember one, let me know, but it starts with, cause the fasting, we have to remember fasting, um, is it's not really a great idea. If you go back to the old lifestyle, you know, you, you give up all these things and then you do this and then you go back to coffee, nicotine, alcohol, processed foods, and you gain the weight back. I mean, it's not 
the, the whole point of fasting to me is I wrote a book called 40 days to reset your life. And it's, it's a fasting is a reset and that's what you do. So what you have to do is focus on God given food in moderation and activity. So there's three things right there. Okay. I'm going to eat God given food. Is this God given food. Did God create this? And of course you can get into the meat and dairy debate and the Bible for now. I mean, it looks like it allows meat and dairy, of course, goat milk and things. Um, but you want to make sure it's clean when possible. I mean, I don't do things perfectly hundred percent of the time, but it's God given clean in moderation, uh, because you can gain a lot of weight on just plant-based diet because you eat tons of nuts and mm-hmm. cacao, chocolate and peanut butter. And, and so it's in moderation, God given, and then also activity. Um, for example, it's going to happen tonight. I'm going to pick up my son. His baseball's over at five, but I get there at four and I walk for two miles while they're practicing. Wow. And that's kind of been my, you know, instead of sitting in a chair, like most parents, like I want to, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to be act proactive on getting off mm-hmm. the couch, getting off the TV. I don't feel like right now, trust me, you will. You've got to tell you, you've got to discipline your, your flesh. Mm-hmm. You and mentioned- so of course, and then s- spiritual health is number one. First thing in the morning time with that that has to be the foundation Mm -hmm. yeah you mentioned the first one is the spiritual health the second one is what you just mentioned eliminate the heavy weights like nicotine sugar alcohol coffee number three is less is more meaning eat less don't stuff yourself i also hear that um it's very helpful not to swallow food but to chew it and that's my big problem is i I like swallow i think i see food as like a goal to accomplish versus you know something to enjoy number four you mentioned that we have to move more a lot more meaning increase physical activity number five is green feeds the machine you call it and colorful is powerful so you uh this toward more of a plant-based diet things that god created and then and number six you mentioned is to practice intermittent fasting at least for 16 hours yeah. Well, the, think about how we are created. I think for thousands of years, you didn't have an AM, PM and a Taco Bell. And mm-hmm. and to prepare a meal, I mean, they, they'd have to go out, they'd kill the chicken. And or the, and so to, to eat every three hours is not, I don't even think it's, uh, it's, it's wise. It's just, it's just, a, you know, a form of, of eating too much mm-hmm. and, and, and gluttony and, and having that really control our life. But also when it comes to, um, this type of lifestyle, encouraging people to fall forward. Mm. You know, you get back up. You, like that's that. where it's so much. All of us, those who succeed, didn't succeed perfectly. Mm-hmm. They, they blew it in fasting. They blew it in their diet, but they keep getting back up and going forward. Okay, I blew it yesterday. I'm, I'm Lord, I'm getting back on track. And they fall forward. And that's really how you stem. I mean, if you looked, you know, I've had pizza before and, and, uh, some, donuts and cake and things like that from time to time, but it's not the, 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 the staple. Yeah. Uh, and I think people, I, I don't know how broad you want to get. I'll just throw this out there. People should research it, but they're finding a lot of, a lot of health issues are related to seed oils. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, you know, canola oil, safflower oil, mm-hmm. sunflower oil. The reason is they, they press all this oil out of the seed and it's this gooey mess. And then they use chemicals to turn into oil. And then because it smells, they use more chemicals to, to make it smell better. And so we're taking all this, this garbage into our body. And it's in a lot of things. If you look at most chips and crackers and things like that, it's, it's cheap and expensive and it's used in a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm trying uh, to avoid those too. Shane, yeah. for you gave so much to chew on right now uh, for Amen. each and every one of us. And I think that 
as we are doing this 21 day uh, fasting challenge and people are fasting some i meet people for the first time who've ever done a 21 days on on water some who've done any kind of fasting at all and their life was changed i've i've seen so many breakthroughs already in my personal life in the lives of people and now the lord kind of led me to lead other people to encourage them to to take um, time to fast, to take time to be with them. And especially the first month of the year, um, you know, the Bible says in the beginning, God, you know, anytime we put God in the beginning, we begin to see just his creative miracles happening. And um, any final words would you give to people that are taking this fasting challenge? Well, I think the big thing is what I said earlier is to fall forward. You know, hey, I was doing good and I, I ate some chips. Oh, well, I don't think God's in heaven going, oh man, all your rewards are gone. You blew mm-hmm. it. You, you see, here's why this is hard. I'm not giving permission to blow it. What I'm doing is giving you hope for the journey. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you get back up. What's 500 calories? What, what you, okay. You had some orange juice. Okay. You, you keep going forward and I'd, I'd rather be at the end of 21 days. Okay. Yeah, I, man, the devil got me a few times or I, I, you know, I caved in a few times, but man, I made it. I lost, you know, if you're, you know, physically, you know, it's it, the goal is spiritual, but the physical benefits are incredible. Uh, so I, that, that's what I really want to encourage people with is, is to fall forward. It's not about perfection. It's about direction. And again, it's, I'm not giving you permission to go pick out and get back on track. But if you happen to just, I, I blew it. I caved in. Okay. Don't go back. Don't go back to the old way. Just keep moving forward. I think that's oh, huge. I love that. Fast forward. And then fall forward. Come on, somebody. Fast forward forward meets fall forward. So for those people that are listening to this and watching right now, and maybe you are, you have experienced that, um, you know, get up and resume. Don't quit. Just resume, continue. And the Lord will meet you at the point of your need. Well, uh, Shane, thank you so much for giving us this hour and sharing these insights. They were very enlightening, encouraging. Plus most people can feel it as I do. You know, you're not sharing this because you read a book. You're sharing this because you're walking this journey and people are experiencing this right now. If somebody wants to find more about your content, your books or your website, where can they do that? Well, the best part is probably the church website because all the books are free downloads. It's they're available on Amazon and Audible, but we, we offer them as free downloads at the church website, westsidechristianfellowship.org, westsidechristianfellowship.org. If they want to contact me, then chaineidleman.com. But all the resources, the free resources are at the church website. Awesome. Well, Shane, thank you so much. It's always a joy. Um, I first saw you on Twitter mm-hmm. and um, hear a lot about good things. And now hearing more about your heart, uh, it's really encouraging. Thank you for what you're doing for the body of Christ and also teaching about this uh, fasting um, discipline. Uh, so- sounds good. Great to be on here, too. I hope it helps a lot of people. We're going we're gonna to pray for 2024. You know, all hell may break loose, but we know who's on the throne. Amen. Until next time. God bless you, everybody. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality in Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.